Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. My name is Kathy Anello, and unfortunately, this morning I am not here with my co-host, Ms. Carrie Butler, because she's homesick with the flu. I guess it's flu season, and so we're going to move into our segment without her today. But I'm sending her light and love and health because uh, she is my partner in time, and I will miss her. Today's show, we have Ashley Burgess from Celebrity Perspectives. She's a life coach, a radio host, and I love this title for her, which is Major Influencer. She's passionate about many things, but today we're going to bring the subject of negative self-talk to the table. We're going to talk about how it can really play on our self-esteem and our self-worth. And we know this is a subject that a lot of us grapple with on a daily basis, so we wanted to just bring you some high points, and we're going to dive into conversation. Good morning, Ashley Burgess from Dallas, Texas, this morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you doing? Oh, uh, well, it's rainy and cold here in California. How's the weather there in Dallas? It's freezing. <laughs> oh, you guys have, I always picture Texas as being this like warm, deserty type state, but I guess that they're just like every, all the rest of us and you also have winter. <laughs> we get a winter and we get a, it. Everything is bigger and more extreme in Texas. So we got, we got crazy winters and crazy summers. So, we're we're doing the crazy winter right now. We got down to about twenty two degrees, so everybody's yeah, yeah, got their parkas on. <laughs> exactly. Not my not my thing. So I love your titles. Um one of the things that you're an author and you wrote a book called Live Your True Life and then you also have a new book out called The Ten Day Challenge to Live Your True Life. You're a life coach, you're a radio host, and you're a major influencer and all those things I want to dive into. But first of all, tell our listeners like what you do, you know, right now in your life, like what is your day? What do you have to offer? Well, my daily life, that's awesome. Well, I'm like everybody else. I, I wake up really early, got to do things and chores around the house before I head to the office. But in my day, um, you know, I'm on the radio six days a week. I have a show, a syndicated radio show called Live Your True Life Perspectives. And so we're doing six days a week on that. I'm also the therapist on two other people's radio shows that are live during the week. And then, um, you know, working on the TV show on season two on Amazon Prime, the celebrity perspective, and then seeing private clients in therapy. So usually that's pretty much my day until about eight or nine o'clock at night when I go home and eat something and hang out with the family and do it all over again. Oh, we have had that conversation. So first I want to know about the radio show. What is, where is the, that's so great that you have a radio show that is called Live Your True Life. Let's just dive into that. First of all, where, where is your radio show? What's the radio station that that's on? Is that iHeartRadio? Well, we're in 40 stations around the country um, on AM AM and FM, so everywhere from Washington State to uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. Um, The show is based in Dallas, Texas, and the the base station is Accumulus Media out of Dallas. It's 570-KLIF, and uh, and then so we have that, and then we also have a podcast as well, and so you can find that – you know, on everything, you know, everything from on Apple everything, right. Stitcher, to Apple, iHeart sure. to Stitcher. Yeah. So, so we kind of, we repurpose that a lot. And then I also do, uh, I do, sometimes I do podcasts, like really cool interviews. And then I actually take some of that interview and put it on the radio show uh, during the week as well that airs so that people can kind of get a bit of everything and say, wow, okay, that's awesome. I really want to know more about her. I want to know about him. 
And so it takes them from yeah. listening to it on the radio to going to the podcast and also realizing, oh, there's different content here as well. So I kind of have built something like that. So there's different steps and staircases. You know what I'm saying? I do, and I love that. And I love, you know, I don't, I think there's a lot of us now who are just podcast fanatics, and, and can, I can never get enough. And, like, I am just downloaded, like, eight last night trying to get ready for my trip. But live your true life on the radio. Give me a – what does that really mean? And I know, you know, we all have our own definitions, but I really want to know what – to take it to the level of a six-day-a-week radio show, what does it really mean for people to live their true life? Like, what is that definition for you Oh, that's a great question, Kathy. That's a great question. You know, I think um, to me, the concept of living your true life is your truth. It's it's not it's not pre-existing conditions. It's not a negative past. It's not um, dealing with a narcissistic family dynamic upbringing. It's it's stripping away all the negative thoughts. It's stripping away all the stuff that's not true. Um. And it's actually kind of basically putting you back to square one when we were children and we, we, we didn't know what anything was right or wrong, but we had a goodness of heart and soul. And I think when you're living your true life, you have let go of people's parameters and limitations they put on you. You've realized that, you know, when you were growing up, you really didn't have choices to make your own decisions. And now you've actually chosen and you've chosen your proper life and, and, you know, sometimes that, talk, that that means going to therapy and letting go of a lot of stuff. That also means letting go of that broken record that we all have and that negative broken record. And, and a lot of that negative stuff that we have on us is, well, it's contributed from people we've been around, family, our own selves. You know, and I think once we let go of that, that's when we can really truly live our true life because that's the truth, I think. I could not agree more. And I think that, you know, I had, I was on a podcast once and the lady said, you know, that this word, um, living your authentic life was kind of a buzzword, like, you know, yoga became a buzzword. And, 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 and I, and she said, it was interesting. She said, so I went and listened to your podcast to find out about you because I had one called live your authentic self. And she thought, well, you know, authentic such a buzzword. But one of the things I said in there was it's really just about honoring your truth and being and having the courage to honor your truth. Because it is not easy in, like, all those dynamics that you just said to really show up and say, yeah, but this is who I am. And I know that isn't good for you, but this is who I am. And so I think for our listeners, it's like how do you step into the courage of um, that one day at a time to just start living that? Like, what tips do you offer your listeners? That's great. Uh, you know, one of the biggest tips that I offer is why not? You know, I mean, <laughs> really. I mean, why not? Simple. You know, it's like, why not go for yeah. it? You know, what's going to happen? The worst that can happen is you go back to living the same life. No harm, no foul. You do the same thing. Or we take the sure. chance on the fact that we can actually – love ourselves unconditionally and once we let go of all the stuff it is and then all of a sudden we're living our life for us and it changes the it changes the whole game there's no the game changes at that point because all of a sudden we are in charge of our life not what mom and dad said or stepmom or dad or grandma or grandpa or the teachers in school that said that we weren't smart enough or not good enough or weren't going to make it or the friends of ours that really weren't our friends all that stuff, and then ourselves, who, 
we extrapolate this negative thought process when somebody does say something and we hold on to it, and then we just beat ourselves down every single day. And it's like, why not begin to figure out how to let that go? And I know how to do it. And then how to actually make that work and actually not just like for a day, but for a lifetime and then see where that leads us because that could be some really cool stuff. You know, I mean, to me, that's pretty powerful. That is really powerful. And one of the things you just said was taking someone that someone says to you and then, you know, internalizing it. And I know for me, I've had a lot of, um, you know, I placed myself in a lot of environments that were toxic where people said things to me that stuck. And when you were talking about that, I was like, yeah, like even when I got out of, I feel like the cult, you know, like mentality, because when someone's beating you down, like you do believe it. You do believe that you're not enough. You do believe that you're not pretty. You do believe that your, you know, body isn't what it's supposed Like I have so many negative self-talk, you know, negative messages that I did believe that and I look at pictures of myself then and I look at pictures of myself since I freed myself and it is night and day so I think there's Mm -hmm. a lot to be said about having someone beat you down and then taking that courage step and then being free and finding out that it's okay to love yourself wow it was just that was just full circle for me when you said someone says something to beat you down because that really was a truth I walked in for the last 12 months and I'm just now being able to like I used to write on I wrote on my mirror you are beautiful so that every morning I got up and looked in the mirror and, I, and was told that by myself for the last year I love that yeah and, and that's yeah, part of it you know and, and that's part of it and that's powerful. And, and that's the thing is that and a lot of times, too, what happens in our lives when we get really down on ourselves is it feels like the whole world's coming down on us because we hear something negative from one side, and then we're already internalizing it. So it sounds like there's a whole world with a megaphone saying, you, you're, you suck, you're not successful, whatever it is, and you're just like, oh, my gosh, and it becomes overwhelming because what's happening is it's so loud in our own head you know, we don't realize that we can really be our absolute most toxic enemy because we're the really the only person <laughs> that can essentially take ourselves down. That's it. I mean, we are the one that can really sure. take ourselves down because we know every Achilles heel, we know every button to push, and we know how to successfully, you know, really make our beat ourselves down. And so other people can do it, but we can do it even better. So it's like, if we can realize that we're there doing it as well, and it might be because of someone else's words as well, that we need to, first off, that's a toxic relationship that needs to be ended. Yeah. And second, we have to attack then what's Thank going you. on in our own head. Exactly. Yeah, and I think on the flip side of that is we don't want to rely on that, that one message that someone's telling you you're beautiful all the time, and then you rely on that message, and then, that, and then they go away, and you're like, oh, my God. So you really have to push away all the – you know, it's nice to get a compliment, and um, but my best compliment has always been you look happier. It doesn't matter if I'm pretty. It doesn't matter what my body looks like. It's like someone says to me, wow, you look so much happier. You're glowing. They're not talking about my physical appearance. They're talking about the energy I'm emitting. And so I think that counting on those messages from, like, your partner or something, I mean, I think it's obviously we all need validation. But I think that relying on the positive messages, too, is also counterproductive to just living your truth and being okay with the way you look when you look in the mirror or the way you're responding. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, so cool. I I love this conversation. So I want to just dive in. Like one of the things I read on your website about you was that – 
you know, talking about self-loathing and, and that sort of transpired in your life because you allowed others to place their negative burdens on you and that coupled with your own insecurities. And the word self-loathing literally made my stomach cringe because I thought, mm. how could we actually have a loathing for ourselves? Like, how does that, right. I know the message is, but like really like thinking about that word, like you're like, oh my God, that's like worse than hatred. You know, like hatred's pretty powerful, mm-hmm. but loathing is like next level shit. And I'm like, so <laughs> I want to just talk about self-loathing for a second and like get your take on how do we get to self-loathing? Well, you know, I think a lot of people are there, you know, and I think we get there because we're unhappy uh, with ourselves, whether it's, we don't have the right job, we didn't get the amount of schooling that we consider is successful schooling amount. We didn't go to get the right career. We didn't marry the right person. We didn't have the right amount of kids. We don't look pretty. We're not as pretty as somebody. We're not as beautiful as someone. We're not as handsome as someone else. We're not as tall. It's all this stuff, right? And so it's interesting whether it's health. Maybe you're not healthy. You know, there's a lot of folks out there that have dealt with a life and they've been handed, a, you know, a deck of cards beginning in life that they weren't the healthiest of people and they have had to fight every yeah. day to stay on this planet. All these things contribute to self-loathing because you're like, you know, I'm I'm not even good enough to be healthy. I'm not even good enough to be successful. I'm not Mm. even good enough to be just fill in the blank, right? And so we treat ourselves usually worse than anybody treats us, usually. Now, some people are in dynamics where they are surrounded by people who are toxic and mentally and emotionally abusive, which aid and abets on the self-loathing because you begin to start believing it. You know what I mean? Like if somebody keeps telling you you're bad enough, you start believing that you're bad. You start believing you are the problem because you hear it long enough. So whether it's us self-loathing on our own independently or it's somebody in the family, husband, wife, mother, brother, sister, saying you're never going to amount to something, you're never going to be X, Y, Z, or you're not pretty enough, or your boobs aren't big enough, or whatever the the thing is, <laughs> you know, that contributes to that self-loathing thing. And it's not until we really step back and sit down and take an analysis of our life do we realize, and that's wow. what I had to do. That's what I yeah. did, you know, 20 years ago. I, I, I stood back and I looked at my life and I gave back the last engagement ring And I said sayonara, and I walked out, and I moved into my own place, and I sat there. And I went, holy hand grenade, Superman. The one common (laughs) denominator is me, and I'm not happy with me, or I wouldn't have been in that relationship. Okay, so what's Uh, wrong with me? And then I realized what was wrong with me was all this stuff I was holding on to. It wasn't wrong with me. It was just all this negative, like, I'm not healthy enough. I'm not successful enough. It's never going to happen for me. All that stuff that I held on to, and that was making my current life miserable. Yeah. No, I, everything you just said, like, gave me goosebumps because I have lived that. And and you were talking about, like, when someone says negative about your body, and I remember uh, having somebody do that, saying something negative about one of my body parts. And to this day, this was about a year ago, uh, I will never feel the same about that body part. Like no matter what person tells me good, 
whatever, it's like it mm-hmm. really cut so deep. And to let and allow another human being to do that to you, like you said, like there's something wrong to stay in that you don't love yourself to stay in that kind of a relationship. And that hits home for me too because I'm like, well, what did I? I mean, I thought I did. Like we think we're there sometimes, but we put up with a lot in our life to keep our life safe. And like you said, you just walked away, dropped the engagement, moved in by yourself and sat there and said, okay, what the F am I going to do now? I love that because that's how we get up. That's how we grow. That's how we move into the next life. And so sometimes you have to hit the floor and, mm-hmm. and, and think everything shitty about yourself and then go, okay, I can now just like, and that's really the journey I've been on. It's like now I'm like, who is Kathy? Like, and, and my children, it's funny because and, uh, my, they said, who is, uh, my daughter was like, who is this mom? I don't know her. But my older son, who I had when I was really young, who was with me for a lot of my life, said, oh, no, no, this is just a new version of the old mom. And I realized that what we give away in those relationships is ourself. And then when you get into the position where you're sitting on the floor, you start to get pieces of yourself back. It's an amazing process. And I, I, I recommend the courage to live your true life to everybody. Like, I really think it takes a lot of courage, and that would be my wish. So talking about that, uh, you also do coaching. You, you do weight loss coaching, business and corporate coaching, pathfinding coaching, which I thought was an interesting title. Let's talk a little bit about what pathfinding coaching is. Well, you know, being a therapist, you know, I use pretty much, you know, um, I use a lot of cognitive behavioral therapy and that kind of stuff when I'm working with clients. But I like to take it to the next level with the coaching because once we've overcome the resentment, the anger, the fear, the divorce, we've overcome the abusive, the toxic relationship, we've gotten over the depression, the anxiety, and we've worked through it, then I find the next step is, is really pathfinding because I find that we can get ourselves out of the trenches and I, and I really love working with clients with that. I love being a therapist, and I love working with clients. But I think once we get out of the trenches of those types of issues, and it might take a little bit of time, but then I find sure. that a lot of times in modern-day therapy, that's it. Okay, you're out of the trenches. You know, you know we, we dealt with this. You're not trying to kill yourself. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. So we'll <laughs> see you later. You know, but it's like, but, uh-huh. but now what do I do? You know, now, now I'm out of this toxic relationship, but, but how did I really get there? And oh. why did I choose this? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, why, and how am I yeah. not going to do this again? That's the thing is that we, we don't realize the cycles and the patterns in our life, and we don't realize how, like, the cyclically, okay, if I do this, this has probably happened one time before. It's probably happened before that. It's probably happened before that. It's yeah. probably happened before that. And it's going to happen again. So... Why don't we get to the root of the cause, and then we figure out why that is, and then we move forward. And so pathfinding to me is like, hey, okay, we've dealt with the triage. We've gone through the process. You know, the wound is no longer bleeding. But now, how did the wound happen in the first place, and how can we really understand how that happened? And then how can we get good on that, and then how can we move forward? And so that's really pathfinding is like, let's take the guesswork out of it and let's make other people in charge of their life instead of like, help me. And it's more like, wow, okay, now I understand this. Now I understand why I made those choices nine different times. Now I know why I married that type of person (laughs) two times in a row. Now I know, you know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden we get to know our own information because our body, we're smart enough and our heart is, when our heart's in the right place, 
and our mind is in the right place and we know where it comes from, we can make wondrous changes in our lives. But we just need a little bit of pathfinding. We need somebody to shine the light on it and say, hey, by the way, here's a path. You know, by the way, I'm your tour guide through this instead of you just aimlessly looking for the path and can't find it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, therapy and and life coaching, although they might be defined different, I think they blend well. I I know for me, when I I had the, the year that I had, I had to seek out both because I had to unravel exactly what you said. Like, why did I stay? Why did I do this? Why did I allow this to be my truth? At the same time that I had to sort of take action steps in, in, in very uncharted territory, living alone, leaving my, you know, um, life behind, walking away from things that meant a lot to me and people that meant a lot to me. And it was such a interesting sort of process to have both. And when I was able to leave the therapy and I was able to leave the life coaching, now I have like once a month with my life coach guru, uh, shout out Rebecca Barecki from New Jersey, and she's an author. She's an amazing meditation teacher and just a good friend, and I meet with her once a month, and we action step, and she just just that one hour a month is enough now after going through the whole year of it. So I think that what I like about coaching is that there's an end game. You know, your coach is like, okay, you're ready to take your wings. Now we just check in. <laughs> You know, instead of coming yeah. to me. So I love, I love, I and, yeah. love, and the word pathfinding intrigued me because for me, as soon as I saw that, I was like, follow the yellow brook road. <laughs> you know, just like boom, <laughs> boom, boom, and you will get to the Emerald Forest, you know. So I, I, I just love the, uh, yeah, I love that title, and that was sort of what came in into my mind. Um, okay, and then Influencer. So what I loved about the title of major influencers because I think that we have these titles out there in sort of this spiritual realm of the world, and it's like light seekers and spiritual leaders and, you know, all those titles, and they all have a level of like the Deepak Chopra and Wayne Dyers, you know, the people that are up sort of really spiritually, um, you know, grounded and give us such insight and wisdom, Eckhart Tolle, into those really you know, realms of possibility. And then we have, like, the life coach level of, like, teachers, and there's so many, like, authors and, you know, Rachel Hollis and Alexis Panos and all these women that are just out there, like, really doing it. And so I look at those different levels of people, and I think influencer really is the title for all of them. Because it's their influence that gives us the strength to do like exactly what we're talking about. So, so how do you play? How do you look at yourself as an influencer? What does that mean to you? Well, I, you know, I think that a lot of it is is that you know, if somebody knew how to win the lottery every time, right, and they didn't share it with other people, that would just be wrong. Um, right. I find that. I mean, that would be wrong. It'd be good, good, good. I find that yeah. when you know people and you understand the human condition so well, and you understand why people do things because you figured out how you work inside and out, and you have gone through the grunt work and the pain and the agony, and you've walked out of hell and you've walked out the other side then why not help other people do the same thing? And so I would like to be seen in the light of someone that cares a lot, cares a lot about the individual, but also cares about our collective consciousness, about arriving to the destination that we all should arrive to. And if I can help clearly help with that path, clean off that path, you know, if I'm, if I'm cleaning off the leaves and, 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 and cutting down you know, the tall grass to help people, you know, metaphorically speaking, to find that, 
I, that's what I want to do, and I want to do that for not one, two, ten, twenty thousand, fifty. I like to do that for as many millions or how many that looks like, so that other people can really get to that level. And once they get there and they get to that clarity, then they can continue their enlightenment, and they'll probably enlighten us on something that we never even knew existed. But until they find that path, they can't get to that next level of enlightenment that what that can change the world forever because we get so bogged down in the negativity and the drama and the day-to-day that we don't see the forest through the trees. And there is no path. And so that's how I yeah. see myself as being an influencer. And that's why I have the show The Celebrity Perspective on Amazon Prime because celebrities are just the same as we are. They're just people. They're people yeah. too. And yeah. so, you know, makes sense. You know, what, let's talk about their issues so that we understand that we all have issues. You know, we all have problems, but how did they I, I want to talk about issues? that. Yeah, I want to talk about that. But one more thing I wanted to add on the influencer was what came up for me when you were talking is that by you influencing those millions of people, that now are, we have an opportunity to raise our children in a way that we've never had, like teaching them how to meditate in school, teaching them how to do their own finances, teaching them things that you need, like life skills, um, learning how to pray and have faith and surrender and let go and not hold on to stuff and not take things personal. And I really feel like the next generation, like my grandchildren's age, are just going to be awesome. So thank you for being one of those people that helped spread that in the world. And talking about celebrity perspective, so, I, I mean, I was delighted to see this because I'm a celebrity junkie. There's nobody out here listening that doesn't know that about me. I'm, I love the Kardashians. I'm, you know all the things that people think is kind of odd. Ariana Grande, I'm channeling her this week. And so it's like I really am intrigued by celebrities because I truly believe, like, like for instance, let's just say Khloe Kardashian and what she just had to publicly go through. And I relate to the, public, the publicity part of, like, God, man, just let me go. Let me hide. Like, stop harassing me on Twitter. It's like, okay, your guy cheated on you with your sister's best friend. Like, that's fucked up so it's like how do you get through that so when you're talking about the celebrity perspective and then being normal like what how do you uh approach these celebrities and what's kind of like like what kind of things do you even ask them curiously well you know we talked about a lot of different things like um one of the biggest things we talk about is well we talked about divorce with garceau bouvet um yeah. We talked about, you know, Will Traval. But the thing is, none of this was scripted. So all this was like, you know, all of this was kind of, it all happened on its own, all organic. That's, that's I, my favorite I didn't interview even get to that. meet yeah. them. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even meet them until 10 minutes before the interview. And, um, oh, I love that. And I rem- yeah, I was like, let's just do this for real. You know, let's not, let's not pre, you know, pre, pre-record basically. No sugar coating here. Yeah. Direct- yeah, and everything was direct to tape. Nothing was redone. It was a one-shoot deal. It was from beginning to end. The cameras started rolling. The cameras ended at the end of the interview. That was it. We didn't get a second chance to do it. Um, And so with Garcelle, we talked about divorce, and she had a really tumultuous divorce. Um, Mm -hmm. It was very challenging for her. Um, You know, uh, Greg Lugano, he was being straight up honest. Oh, yeah. Greg was talking about, you know, dealing with AIDS, you know, having the, you know, being diagnosed with AIDS. You know, at that time in the world, being an Olympic diver, 
you know, yeah. you know, dealing with being gay, dealing with being all that stuff, and how he literally was going to go home and just lock himself up and just say goodbye. He thought he was just going to die. Yeah. Nobody's going to know. You know, Will Traval talk, started talking about how his friend died, and it came out kind of randomly. And uh, we were talking about we got into spirituality and we got into all kinds of different stuff, like recognizing, you know, hints from the other side. I mean, it it, it, it all is however, you know, however we kind of, I don't know, it, you know, everybody after the show, after their interview was like, man, I really feel connected to you. Like, I can be very honest with you. But, the, but you know, that's just, and, and, you know, and it's, it's cool. But, you know, in the middle of the show, we switch seats and I have to be, I have to be honest with no matter what they're asking me. So I oh have to God. throw it out I there, too. I love this. I, okay, so this is something I'm going to do on the plane. Where do you find this show? Tell the people. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you find it. Go to Amazon Prime. So just go to Amazon.com. Um, and you can, I got you, you can just, yeah, you can find it on Prime or just on Amazon. There, it's, it's, it's everywhere on Amazon. So just go to Amazon, go in the search engine and put the T-H-E Celebrity Perspective, the Celebrity Perspective. And just enter. You can put it in there on Prime or you can put it on Amazon.com. You'll find it. And bam, it's there. And then season one is right there. I'm excited because I will be, you know, on a plane for 12 hours. And I'm definitely going to listen to some of these interviews. Um, Okay. And and not to put you on the spot, but who is your favorite celebrity that you've interviewed so far? (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know about that. Um, I don't have a favorite. but Okay. I don't really have a favorite, but I do love everybody. Everybody brings something different to the table. That's what's so great about it. They're yeah. all so different. And it's just like people. Everybody, you know, it's the same deal. And, and it's so cool because it's just so real. And it's it's real. And that's what I love about it is that right. that's what everybody's starving for is real content, just like your show, just like what you yeah. do. Everybody's starving for that. And so that's what we need to give people because that's what they we want. do and I love that you've had so many male uh you know guests you know some really you know Gary Busey Arnold Schwarzenegger some really controversial males and I and I know I don't know if you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday but like the man thing this year has been such a big deal and I look out there and I see really good men you know, because there's a lot of really good guys in the world. And then there's a lot of really, and I hate to even say men, but men have been getting this rap this year. There's no question that women have sort of drawn, there's been a lot of uh, lines drawn in the sand globally, you know, from a world perspective on, on the male-female thing. But, you know, Carrie and I love to have male guests on our show, and it, I love that you did because I think that we need to hear what men have to say. Like, we need mm-hmm. to hear what all men have to say to understand it better because I think that that's a pretty important thing, don't you? Like, oh, how did you I, feel I about agree. all the male yeah. guests that you've had? I think it's got – I think we, we have to have the conversation with everybody. I, th- I think it's a gender – it should be a gender-neutral thing. It, should, it really needs to be mm-hmm. everybody communicating, male, female, children, elderly, right, everybody right. needs to be having the conversation. And, and that's what we've been missing the whole time is it's so slanted one way or another, you know, depending on what outlet it is. And nobody's really having that conversation and, and bridging the gap because, to me, there is yeah. no difference. When when I see people, I see people as just soul beings, and that's how I see them. Oh, Male, me female, too. That's Truth. how I see them. Yeah. yeah. I, I attract so I mean, for me, like, I've noticed looking back on my life, my best connections in my life were the soulmate connection that you met somebody and 
and I don't know if this means male, I mean female, male, like I mean any energy source that has touched me enough to say, I pick you. Even if you just saw them, you know, walking down the street, and you're like that energetic sort of uh, connection. Those are the those are the best connections. The ones I learn the most from. The one, even if they leave my life, like I love soulmate connections. Like that's my thing. Like I don't have time for anything else anymore, honestly. Yeah, I agree with you, and I think that's I think that's great. I mean, why? If you can have the best of the best connection, why why even? Yeah. You know <laughs> why, why why do anything else? <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, why I, do I anything else? I mean, you know, right? Like, I, I, uh, I just so appreciate having this conversation, and I'm sitting here thinking, well, you know, Ashley, if you ever need a sub for your celebrity perspective show, you just let me know and give me a call. Sure, come on down. Uh-huh. Yeah, would that be so? I love good? it. Don't, don't play past me. Uh, okay, so I want to just ask you a couple personal questions, and then we're going to wrap it up. And I, these are just because I think they're a delight to know. I want to know what your favorite movie is. <laughs> okay, my favorite movie. Um, well, I have a couple, but the one that just came to mind, the very first one, is Field of Dreams. Wow, okay, cool. I love that movie. I love asking this Old question. School. I think we can learn a lot about people. Like, mine's Love Actually. And what's really funny is that I had never watched Love Actually every year that it's been on for a bazillion Christmases. Everyone's like, you haven't watched Love Actually? And I never got to it. And this year I sat up till 2.30 in the morning, uh, probably a week before Christmas, and I was like, oh, my God, this is my favorite movie, besides Serendipity. Like, those two, I don't care what, those two movies for me define love, period. <laughs> so oh, I think I like those movies. Okay. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. I just, like, I was already, I'm already downloading them for the plane. I'm like, I'm going to watch them. Uh, what are you reading <laughs> What books are you reading? I want to know what you're reading. Mm-hmm. Well, um, it's actually, it's kind of funny. I don't. I, I had a bunch of books in here. Uh, I get books a lot, so I get a lot of books sent to me, and so I have a lot of books kind of in the middle of read, not read, uh-huh. um, sitting sure, on my desk. Even a, yeah, a combination of of adult books, children's books. Um, you know, I, I right now I'm actually I'm actually reading. A, um, it's actually kind of a, I don't know. I don't know how interesting it would be for your viewers. Uh, I'm actually reading a book about um, I can't remember the name of it, but it actually is is kind of all about planets. I'm very interested in solar systems and different planets, and um, and I'm, I'm interested in that kind of stuff. And so I'm very interested in in our solar system and and other solar systems for that matter. And um, I'm very interested in, in and I, and I love quantum physics and stuff like that. Reading that, so that's that's really where I now. See, we would not have time. known that about you if I had not asked that question, and that's why I love those two questions because I think that there's these like when you're a major influencer on the radio and you're a celebrity or whatever it is, but there's these things inside us that you know kind of you can if, you know if you know what someone's reading, you're like, oh, I know where you're at. If you know what your favorite movie mm-hmm. is, you're like, I get that you can, re-, you know, I don't know. I just, for me, I just think that it tells a lot. So anyways, Ashley, I really appreciate you being on the show today and tell everybody where they can find you. Well, you can find me on AshleyBurgess.com, Ashley, B-E-R-G-E-S.com. And that website has everything. It's got links everything. to Amazon. It's got links to my YouTube channel which I put up new video content every single week on, on relationships, toxic relationships, uh, overcoming addictive Love relationships. It. The list goes on. So you can find all my links on AshleyBERGES.com. So. 
I love all that. There. Are you on Instagram? I'm on all the social medias. Instagram. Okay. i got to find you on Facebook, Instagram and follow you. LinkedIn, yeah. Twitter, something else, something else. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Okay, well, Ashley, thank you. And I just want to give a big shout out uh, to our listeners. I'm going to give you a quick Wayne Dyer Wednesday quote. And really today, the only thing I have to say is miracles happen. So trust out there that by being authentic and living your true life and owning what's true for you is going to bring the miracles in your life that you are just sitting here hoping will happen. Because once you let the universe know you're ready and you're ready to be who you are, it does provide. I know this for sure. I've lived it, and I want to share that with you. And I also want to let you guys know that there will be no live shows for the next two weeks because I am leaving the country on a whirlwind trip that I had no idea two weeks ago I was even going on. But we will be back the last week of March with Carrie, and I will be filling y'all in on my trip. So, Ashley, goodbye. Thank you so much. Everybody, thanks for listening, and have a blessed week. Bye-bye. Bye.